Hello, lovely humans. My name is Wyo Lee, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where I ask people to tell me their most personal details so that we can all practice talking about sex together. And my guest, I am very excited to introduce you today, is TK. Bye. Hello, TK. Hello, hello. Will you introduce yourself for us so our listeners can know a little bit about your lovely self? Yes, um, I'm TK. 34 years old, going on 35. Ooh, <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> um, I'm about to be a medical student starting this fall. And yeah. Let's see a little bit about myself. I'm probably about as typical second generation Korean American as you can get. <laughs> Born in LA to Korean immigrants. Yeah. Typical okay. Christian background. Tell us about very, that. Very, very religious background. Like the dad's side is like super Catholic. Mom's side is super Presbyterian. So they're just like, oh, pray to Jesus all the time and they'll help you in everything you ever want. And going to church all the time on every Sunday. Fridays was like a, those praise singing churchy praying things. I don't know. Like it's so like these did, like, yeah, these like little meetings that. that they did every single Friday and all the kids would hang out. And of course, you know, I had to go. Oh, wow. So that's a kind of nice segue into what was your sexual education like growing up? Did you have one? <laughs> uh, sexual education. Um, zero. Absolutely zero. Really? Except out whatever I got in school. Like it, sex is just not talked about, and particularly I think in like Asian cultures, mm -hmm. it's just they don't talk about it. I mean, they know like it's done because all of a sudden you have a bunch of babies. <laughs> somehow, <laughs> it somehow they just just magically manifest itself out from like Buddha or like Jesus or something. I don't know, <laughs> but they just they don't talk about it. My mom never talked to me about it. My family never talked to me about it. Not even like my older brother. Like really, nothing. Really? Did yeah. you ever ask any curious questions and get nah, weird answers? dude. No, you were just like, nah, that's that's scary. You don't talk about what that about shit. What about at church? Anything there? No, that's even worse. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely not at church. I mean, they, I think they, oh my God. I remember they mentioned it very briefly when I was going to like a youth group camp or something for like the weekend. And mm -hmm. they're just like, yeah, make sure you save yourself for your future like husband and wife because that's sacred and you need to be with the body of Christ and things like that. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So how did that affect your sexual evolution? And will you give us a little history? Uh, yeah. Um, interesting because like growing up, I guess I never really thought about it. So then as I got older, it just kind of became like, holy crap, there's like this whole thing called sex and I'm actually kind of awesome at it. So let's just do it. All the time. How did you discover it? Like, what was what was the moment where you were like, uh, A, this is the thing I want to do, and then when did you start doing it? Man, I think that would probably stem back to maybe, like, around elementary school, like, maybe fifth grade. Because you know how they always have that, like, sex education thing where they separate, like, the boys mm -hmm. and the girls in one class? And I just, oh, my God, I remember I had this one friend of mine. And we used to pretend play like husband and wife or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it got to the point where it got to some scandalous like PG rated things. So they'd be like over the clothes touching mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. shoving our faces in each other's crotches. Really? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember you were what? I think, I think I was like 10. Okay. Yeah. 10. So that's probably like also right around the time when I first realized that like, I could actually make myself, 
feel good mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know what this is, but it feels pretty nice. Yeah. Do you remember how you discovered that? Nah. I think probably I learned a lot about it through like reading a lot of books because mm-hmm. I read a lot of books growing same, up. Same, same, same. And things I probably should not have been reading as well, like just really grown up. I guess I'm like quote unquote um, books. So then I kind of started to like gradually learn through like media and reading about what sex is. So then I'm like, okay, well, I read about it in here. I wonder if I did the same thing to myself, I can get the same result. And ta-da, it worked. <laughs> it's amazing. Best science project ever. Right? <laughs> like, and that's how I became a medical student. <laughs> science. So then when did you start uh, exploring with partners? Oh, man. Okay. So I grew up as a fat kid. Mm -hmm. So I never really had any kind of attention from boys Mm -hmm. ever. So then you kind of start to think like, okay, if I'm never going to be attractive to anybody, I got to at least be funny or, you know, like cutesy, you know, Mm -hmm. so I can have guy friends. But it was always just guy friends. And it wasn't until like I hit senior year when I was like 17 years old, I suddenly lost 75 pounds Whoa. and started getting attention from people. Oh, wow. And from there, I started flirting with this one guy that I used to do music with. But he was three years older than me. Mm-hmm. And he actually waited until I graduated high school and turned 18, turned 18. <laughs> before we started dating. And he ended up being like my first to everything, like mm-hmm. my first kiss, my first boyfriend, my first time, my first for anything sexual. And were those experiences, what do you remember about them? Oh man, the first time was, the first kiss, I just remember it being just really sloppy. And I'm like, man, is it supposed to be this slobbery and just spit like everywhere? I mean, it probably also was me because I didn't know what I was doing. (laughs) I'm like, "Uh, this is kind of what it looked like in TV and movies. Like, I remember this is what like Joey Potter and Dawson did on Dawson's (laughs) Creek. (laughs) But I guess later on with practice, I got better. Um, First time having sex was horrible. Why? Horrible because – it was in the front seat of his car, and I just didn't know what I Driver's was happening. Driver's side or passenger? Passenger side. Okay, because at least there's the not space. a horn. Yeah. Exactly. I definitely beeped a horn in my day. And I just remember, like, sitting there, like, with my shirt still on, bra on, but pants down around my ankles. And he was just there, and he's like, are you ready? Like, is it going to be okay? Are you sure? And I'm like, I, 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 I don't know. I think so. Mm. <laughs> tears just like streaming down my eyes. And Were you excited about it or just nervous or both? Or I think it's it... a little mixture of both okay. really. Okay. Yeah. So you didn't feel pressured or? No, I, I wanted to, but maybe it was just a little of the anticipation, a little bit of trepidation happening at the yeah. same time. And also like it, part of that Christian upbringing was still in the back of my head mm. at that point. So I'm just like, Oh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be doing this. Like, God's watching. <laughs> is that something that has, is that something that feels like has followed you around or do you have any sort of journey with your Christian upbringing? Um, I mean, I would, I think I would say I was fairly religious all the way up through 
the beginning of high school. And then I hit kind of like this turning point where I started to see so much hypocrisy yeah. happening within like, and it's not the religion that I have a problem with. Totally. It's the people mm-hmm. in the community there. And they're so judgy. And I'm like, I can't be a part of this. Like yeah. I can't do this anymore. But I think some of that culture, I guess, is still ingrained into me because it was such a part of my life growing up. Mm -hmm. So it almost feels like a little, like, I guess, devil angel sitting on the shoulders going like, you need to do this. Don't do that. Like, we're watching. Jesus is watching. (laughs) Oh, God. And I'm like, oh. (laughs) Do you think that's affected your sex life? Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. I mean, like, uh Every single time I would go and find someone new that I'm interested in, I always kind of sit there and think about it for a moment and just kind of go, should I really do this? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, what happens if something goes wrong? Like, how am I going to be able to tell my mom? My mom's going to say I'm going to go to hell. So it's just, it's hard, but it's at the same time, it's also been kind of nice because it also keeps me out of trouble. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a little... um. What do you call it? I don't know. What's that word? Leash? I don't know. I, I guess. But I mean, that that would actually kind of make me feel good. So, I was going to say, but that's I like a whole other different thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it sounds like even today, that's still kind of in the back of your mind with new partners. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, much less than it used to be, but um, something is probably still a little bit there. I guess it's kind of like... Um, like the bumpers when you're going bowling and you have like the bump, kitty bumpers on the side. Like yeah. it's there to kind of guide me, but it's not going to be everything for me. Mm-hmm. And if that, if those bumpers were off, what do you, what would your sex life look like? Oh man. Like what is wild and crazy TK? I don't know. I kind of want to find out. I mean. I, that'd be pretty awesome though. <laughs> I'm like. Wild and not so crazy, but not so wild, but more like, oh, a little woo sometimes. Yeah. that I'm probably more wooey rather than wild and crazy. For sure, for sure. <laughs> Do you have any best and worsts? Do you have any super great success nights or daytimes or any terrible, terrible stories? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So my mom growing up, she actually forbade me to ever use tampons. Because she swore that if you used it, I would lose my virginity. And I think that's partially where sort of like the shaming of sex started for me, I guess. Yeah. And it got to the point where I remember this one time in high school, um, none of my friends had a pad on them. Yeah. And so they were like, just use it. Use it, TK. Just go. Come on. So I took it. I took the tampon, went to the bathroom. I had no idea what to do. I'm sitting there crying and just ended up not going back to class and like called my friend. I'm like, yeah, I don't know what to do. And she ended up having to come into the hallway and and go into the stall and show me how to She showed you. She showed me. She's like, okay, you have to do it like this and put it in there. Was it like one of those cardboard ones? Huh? Was it like a cardboard? Yeah. It was one of the cardboard ones. So it was terrible. But I mean, I think a lot of my shaming probably stems back to that. Like I've had a lot of body shaming, like self body shaming. Mm. So it's been hard growing up to kind of accept my own sexuality and accept the fact that I am a sexual person. Um, It probably 
started getting easier about a, a few years ago when I really started to accept the fact that I'm not all that hetero, not all that bi, not all that, maybe more around queer questioning, mm -hmm. maybe towards pansexual. Like I started to just kind of go, you know what? I'm just, I'm not going to care anymore. I feel that. For myself, I feel like putting a label on it isn't particularly helpful because I just, I'm also just like, I'm not on the prowl for everyone. Yeah. I don't know, but that's just a <clears throat> me thing. And I know for some people, they really love the labels. I'm somewhere in between. I'm sort of like, well, I'm attracted to whoever I'm attracted exactly. to. Exactly. I mean, like, I can't, me. <laughs> I can't help but be attracted to whatever I see. Like one thing that's weird for me, I guess, I don't know if it's weird, but like if I do watch porn, which I actually do don't really watch porn all that much, but mm -hmm. if I'm going to, it's always lesbian porn. Yeah. It's the only thing that actually mm -hmm. gets me off. Ladies are hot. Ladies are very hot. And I, and I said that to guys I've dated before, and I'm just like, you know what? No offense, babe, but like your dick is not that cute. <laughs> like I'd much rather look at some like boobies. <laughs> I feel that. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the female form is much more aesthetically pleasing to me. I think in general that's true. I will say I get really attracted to body parts of my partner regardless of their yeah. regardless of their and parts. For some sometimes for me it could it's might not even be the actual like sexual organ parts. I'm like you got some cute toes over yeah. there, you know, like, oh, that's yeah. a nice calf. Yeah. <laughs> like, just like, just really random parts. I like your earlobe. I know. Like, <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's a nice elbow you got there. So have you been exploring with ladies? I want to, yeah. but I, there's, I think I'm still a little bit nervous. Um, but if the opportunity that. were to arrive, I don't think I would turn it down. I mean, there's been times where I would, be there having sex with somebody, some guy, and I'm like sitting there going, man, I bet a girl would do this so much better. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. I I haven't dated women on purpose, if that makes sense. I feel like yeah. I've been very opportunistic when it comes to seeing women and I'm still kind of at a point where I haven't had like a long-term one-on-one relationship mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. a woman. It's often been parts of couples or just sort of like a fun, playful thing. And I like don't know how to go about it. I don't know. Yeah. Same here. I mean, like I have only been in relationships with men, but I've always fantasized or thought about like, man, I wonder what it'd be like to actually date a woman. Like I think I kind of feel like it might be a lot easier because they just it get be. it. And then like the sex would probably be really great because we practice on ourselves. We know the parts because we have it. I don't know. <laughs> For myself though, I'm like, uh, when I'm, when I'm like doing stuff with other ladies, I'm just like, am I doing it right? I, just, I, I can't. It, For me, it feels like completely disconnected. Like my vagina and somebody else's. <laughs> Like, I've always wondered, though, like, what would happen, though? Like, what if I go down on a girl and I don't like how it tastes? What if I don't do it right? Is there is there enough pressure? Am I yeah. not, like, circling it correctly? Like, do yeah. I tongue fuck a little bit? Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> what do I do? And I, I'm afraid I would just freeze and then just sit there and go, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It, almost as if, like, you know, the guy that, you know, comes too fast. Mm. And you just lay there like, oh, God. Are those fears that are just like in your head that you would still like get past and explore or are they just, do you think they're what's stopping you or what um, do you think? I, I think right now 
for me is more along the lines of just the opportunity hasn't come. Maybe yeah. back then, a few years ago, um, it would have been more like, oh, I don't know if I should do that. I don't, mm. I'm not mm-hmm. really there yet. But now I'm just like, meh, just the opportunity hasn't arrived. Yeah. I think at this point in my life and the level of comfort I'm starting to develop for myself, I would probably jump on the opportunity. Would you try to create the opportunity? Like, would you ever like go on Tinder or something to be like seeking an experience? Oh, oh, Tinder. Um, Have you been on Tinder? I have been on Tinder before. Um, That's actually how I met my current Dom. (gasps) Okay. Oh my gosh. We haven't even gotten there. So do tell me about, okay. So current sexual things. You have a Dom. Tell me more. I do. I do have a Dom. Um, I met him on Tinder. Um, I didn't even realize it was going to be something like that until we started talking. And then once we finally did meet up, he's all like, so how rough can I get? And I'm like, you can do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And then it slowly started to lead into that. And then it ended up becoming an understood arrangement. Mm -hmm. Did you guys explicitly talk about it or was it just sort of like something that uh, like we haven't explicitly talked about it, but we have talked about like what our hard limits are. Okay. Um, things that we want to try, things that we don't want to do. And he is always asking me on like what my level of comfort would be of something new mm-hmm. that he wants to bring up. So he's actually guiding me into like easing me into this new like culture that I'm getting into. And I realized like, holy shit, I really like this. I never realized that I would like this. I never realized that I would really like being tied down or being slapped across the face and being hit really, really hard Mm -hmm. on the ass or just being choked. And I I, I didn't even know. my language. Yeah. And like, (laughs) I, I just recently started realizing that I really like to deep throat. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is, like the not being able to breathe. There's a certain level of pain to it. And mm. I'm finally realizing that I'm somewhat of a masochist. Okay. I enjoy the pain yeah. up to a certain point. I'm like, I don't want to like bleed. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's like you. scars all over my body. So that's actually one of my hard limits too. Um, I don't mind being hurt um, just anywhere that's not visible to the outside mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I'm finally realizing I am a a masochist. I I like the pain. (laughs) Can you describe what it feels like to you? Like, like any of the sensations beyond like liking it? Like what, what are the feelings in your body that it gives you? I think for me, the reason why I like it so much is because I have this need to kind of control everything and every aspect Mm. in my life. And then being a part of this uh, dominant submissive relationship with him, um, I can let go. Yeah. I can let go. And it feels so liberating, to be honest. How long were you guys seeing each other before you started introducing kinky stuff? Um, maybe just a couple weeks. Okay. So you just kind of got into it right Did away. Did his profile say anything about... No, no. not at all. Not Interesting. At all. Yeah, okay. I think... I think we were both looking into it. Oh yeah, we were both looking into it originally as like just a dating type of thing. Yeah. And then as our conversations progressed and it started going into like the naughty scandalous talk, and we're like, I'm just saying, oh, okay. Like that's what we're looking for. Then yeah, I'm down. Let's do this. Let's go cool. for it. So 
the more I started seeing him, the more I was like, I, I don't, I'm not interested in him in like a romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm more interested in like exploring my sexuality with him. And he's bringing this part out in me and it feels so good. Amazing. So how did you guys start? Like, what are the specifics? <laughs> um, it actually took some time for us to meet just because I was so busy with studying and like work and school and all that stuff. And um, and he's ridiculously busy as well. Um, but, but like sexually. <laughs> I, yeah. But then like we finally did meet up and he came, he came over to my place um, in the afternoon, little afternoon delight. My um, and I think. I was really nervous at first. I don't know why. I just get really nervous when I have sex with people. Um, I get nervous before new people every single time. I don't understand it. I'm just like, (sighs) Yeah. And it doesn't matter if I even already know them. So I'm just like, every time I get so fucking nervous. Me too. So I'm just like, like my palms are sweaty. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry if my palms are kind of sweaty. And I'm like, I I didn't know how to get into this. But he just kind of like swept me up Mm -hmm. and was like, Let's go. And I'm like, okay, just take my clothes off. Let's do this. So it, was, it was really nice. Like he took control from the start. And so then all the nervousness I had to feel, I didn't need to. Because he's just like, let me show you what to do. So he comes over and then he just, just grabbed me and threw me onto the bed, took every last inch of my clothes off. And then he's just like, I just – first thing I want to do is I just want to taste you. Mm. I want to taste you. And then he would just go to town. I'm like, oh my God, this is absolute bliss. It sounds great. And I've never actually had an orgasm with anybody before. Really? Until <gasps> him. <gasps> I mean, like I've, I've always gotten to the point where it would kind of happen where they're like going down on me and I'm like oh oh uh, uh," and then they stop what do you think that is I don't know to be honest I think I've always just assumed maybe I'm one of those women that will never have an orgasm with a sexual partner Mm -hmm. and it only is going to take myself and my own hands because I know me best Mm -hmm. um but yeah, I just I've never had an orgasm with anybody before until my dom. Wow. Yeah. I've always just faked it. Really? It's so much easier just to fake it. Easier, but like then you're not having an orgasm with someone. Yeah, well, I, I can have an orgasm after they leave. I'll just That's take true. care of myself. So then do you still find it pleasurable to have sex even if you're not orgasming during it? Yeah. It, for me, it's more like a, a complete experience. I guess it's also kind of like, like when you go to a restaurant and you eat. Yeah. Like, you know, like, oh, the food's – like you could probably just make it at home yourself. But you're not there to for the food. You're there for the whole experience, the ambiance. That's how I feel about coffee. I feel like <laughs> food I usually – if I go out to eat, I'm going to nicer places than I can cook. But with coffee, I'm like, I can make a perfect – latte mm-hmm. but if I but if I want the whole experience but then was that would that be like going to get the experience without the food then that I guess <laughs> I guess then you kind of have to have it all and that's why I always just take care of myself afterward yeah. but yeah. there's some level of like me kind of 
reaching a, a quasi orgasm, I guess, even when I do fake it. Cause yeah. then in the end, I still feel really good. I still feel really satisfied no matter what, cause the person I'm with feels good. And thus I feel good. Yeah. And we all feel good in the end. I remember also reading somewhere that there is a difference between an orgasm and a climax. So like mm. you can have you can have orgasm. Maybe this isn't come as you are. I can't remember. The climax is like the peak of the mountain, like the coming up and the coming down. Mm Because for such a long time when I was with partners, I think for me it was like a mental shut off, like a Mm. I can't do this and so it creates this loop. And I even now can get into that sometimes, but my master seems to be able to tell. And so then he'll like literally keep writing me until like I go all the way. Like he can kind of sense I, I think he can tell based on like my body and my muscles um, because sometimes I can get to this sort of like plateau state where it's like high, high, high mm-hmm, pleasure, mm-hmm. but it's not that final peak where everything like dissolves or do you know what like where you're yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. Like I've gotten to that point like with my dom, um, but he has this way where he tends to occasionally deny me that climax oh God, every so favorite. often. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, more, you know? Yeah. And then he'll just, like, stop. And he's like, no, you need to calm down for a little How bit. How does it so work? Like, like, is he, like, tell, like, does he talk to you while he's while you he's doing stuff? Like, what are your sessions like? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so. Like, what are the details? The most recent one, um, I think the most recent experience I had with him, it was about a couple weeks ago. I actually kind of freaked out for a second because um, I was going down. I was blowing him for a second. I just kind of like ease into a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. lightly flick around the head or hey, tell whatever. Tell me all the details. Mm-hmm. No, don't, don't for whatever. <laughs> tell me the details. So like I like lightly flick around the head, move up the shaft into the frenulum. I have like a good grip. But then every so often he would just like slap my hand. And he's like, no, no hands. And I'm like, oh, oh okay. So then he'll like push my head down and then suddenly thrust up into my throat. And I'm like, I can't breathe. This is great. Yeah. Um, Have you gagged or ever thrown up a little bit? I've never thrown up on him, but I do (laughs) gag every so often. But that only happens when I'm laying down and he's over me, like in a 69 position and just like shoving Shoving. way into my throat. Um, But even that takes quite some time to get to that point. Do you get snotty in your nose? A little bit, yeah. You think you get, what were you going to say? What was I, I saying? I got too excited. Sorry. I, hope, I, I don't remember excited. what I was saying. It's hard to get to the point, like he'll be thrusting. Oh, oh it's hard to get to the point where I will gag because I think I just have like a reduced gag reflex. So it takes a lot of like Ooh. deep, deep shoving until I get to the point where I'm like. Ugh. So you can like throat fuck a little. I can really throat I lo- fuck him. I have certain days where I'm really good at it and then certain days where I'm like not available to me today. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's difficult and sometimes a little bit painful, but I'm okay with the pain part. Yeah, yeah. But I never realized just how much of a cock I can take down the throat yeah. until him. How big and is he? Is he I would say he's maybe like a good yeah. seven. That's like a yeah, that's like a two, so. two fists. Yeah, it, it's like a fist and a half. Yeah, yeah, okay. Fist and a couple of fingers. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, and like a little bit of the tip right there. <laughs> And I wish he, I could he's show actually you guys the, the first uncut dick I've ever had in my oh, life. Oh, first like, one ever. Yeah. Okay. And tell our audience what that's like. So un, uncut dick um, means they still have – they're uncircumcised. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's actually not that different. Right? People it's, have a lot of, like, feelings about it. But will you, will you dispel some of the myths? Is it dirty? 
No, absolutely not. Does Some it of the smell mints, weird? I it, absolutely not either. I mean, well, I guess it depends on the cleanliness I mean, and the hygiene for of the anyone. person for anybody. Like I've smelled um, a, a circumcised penis that doesn't smell good. Yeah, if, that's if it, it's like not all run. that fresh either. Yeah. So <laughs> it depends on each individual person. But you know, as long as they take care of themselves and make sure it's clean when they're in the shower and take you know wash everything nicely, like it's just like any other dick. A dick is a dick is a dick is a dick. I hear they're more sensitive because nerve endings haven't oh. been removed or something. I don't know if that's I'm going to have to explore that and find out yeah. and I'll like see if I could tease him one day because he does let me switch roles sometimes. <gasps> what? Talk about that, please. Yes. Um, he, every so often, he does allow me to switch roles mm-hmm. and I'm, I won't, I don't do it for the entire session. It would usually just be for like a couple of moments here and there during one of our sessions. Uh-huh. And I asked him, like, would you ever let me take complete control for the entire thing? He's like, yeah, absolutely. Just let me know. Um, but it's great because at that point, I usually like to ride them and I would get mm. right on top. And I would start to edge him a little bit or I don't even allow him to be completely in. And if he yeah. tries to grab me, I would just like slap him in the face oh my God. and be like, no. And I would hold him back. And then we have like these leather cuffs that we use. Yeah. And so I would cuff him down and then keep it behind his back so that he can't move his arms at all and just completely edge him to the point where he's about to come. And then I just completely deny him that. And it's so great watching the frustration on his face so and like switch. absolute bliss as you're well. You're a switch. I am a switch, I guess. Yeah. Oh my God. But it's amazing. so much fun. Every so often, it is nice to take complete control. She's literally fanning herself. I know. It's getting hot in here. <laughs> talking about all the things. Okay. So we have deep throating. Do you guys do any butt stuff? What What have you explored? What kinds oh. of torture do you enjoy? Also, do you get bruises? Really big bruises? I do. I bruise so easily. Bruise. I'm super, super pale. So I yeah. do bruise very easily. But you know, as long as it's not anywhere that's visible. And I tend to wear long sleeves and long pants all the time. So I'm okay. Have a go at it. Have a go at me. Do you like your bruises? I do. It's kind of like a, like a badge of honor for me. Because I'll look at it. And then the next time he comes over and it's something I'm like, hey, give me your hand. And it just fits right mm-hmm. over my arm. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. That's that's my medal of honor right over there. Do it again and make it harder and darker. <laughs> oh, my God. Leave bigger bruises. So you have leather cuffs. Mm-hmm. Are they cuffed to the bed or are they cuffed to, like, what do you have? Is oh, it they're just, it, it's just they cuffed, cuffed with, like, the, they cuff to each other. Cool. Um, and he is said he's going to be gradually bringing in more things for me, more toys, toys. to play with. I'm really excited because I've never really played with toys before, even for myself. Uh, yeah. So, I'm very lazy when it comes to toys and myself. Like, I'm sort of like, I'm good. Why? Yeah, I got fingers. Yeah. Close enough. But when mm-hmm. I'm exploring them with my master has been just revelatory i'm really like i've always wanted to know like what is it like using different toys does it ever get like like oh honey like which one should we use today like oh this one or how about that one like i think for me too there's a difference in it's sort of just like i feel like with previous partners when we were fucking it was like beginning middle end 30 minutes in and out you know Mm. and so then like we were like oh cool i'm gonna add a toy and orgasm faster wow but the way that my master uses toys, I love it because it's like each one is very intentional and it's like to tease a certain way and it's wow. to like it's like part of a progression. And wow. Just, for me, it's been really, really 
exciting and I enjoy them in a way I never thought I could because of how they're used. It's not just like, here's another way to get off right away. It's about the edging and the teasing and the denial and the like build to the final whatever. Climax? Climax. (laughs) Build to the final climax or or not. Like I don't – yeah, sometimes I am not allowed to come for a long, 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 long time. But luckily my master, like one of his – obsessions is giving me orgasms ah like one day what a good guy i know right what a Um, great guy we need more guys like that we really do so nice not just guys we need more people more people men women everyone in between everybody uh but he also sorry i just got turned on thinking (laughs) (laughs) it's like literally like oh yeah let me just just revel in this moment for a second i got to see him on (laughs) friday and i it's a sunday when we're recording this so i got to see him a couple days ago and i just i feel like it's the first time i've been with a person where i'm just like oh your touch it it feels so good. I don't know. I think I might be turning no, into one of those love people. No, that's actually exactly how I feel as well. Like with my dom, like I, just the thought of him makes me feel all tingly over in it, a way that it hasn't with with previous sex partners. For myself. yes, even me with too. boyfriends, it was a different. It just feels different. Like for me, like with past boyfriends, like sex almost felt like a chore, really? like something that is needed and necessary to keep a relationship going. Like it's fun every so often. That's great. But no, they'll, I, I would catch myself finding times where I would even lie so mm-hmm. that I don't have to see them. And just cause I just, it. I just didn't feel like it. I was, I would just avoid it. But with my new master, I'm just like, I want to see him all the time because yeah. I want to do this all the yeah. time. Yeah. Like I can't get enough of it. I crave it. I crave his touch. I crave the tingles. Like just it's I sorry, it's like the when kids are watching ASMR videos, like you gotta mm. get the tingles. I get it head from the top of my head to the bottom of my toes. But you guys don't have a love relationship. No. Just to clarify. No. Interesting. Do you think it could develop? Because mine caught me off guard. <laughs> I will say that. Yikes. I mean, I just like, I was like, we're so, we're so sexually compatible. Like, oh my God, we have such a good, strong relationship. It's like the best parts of a relationship. Like we have all the good parts and none of the bad parts. Like we maybe have love for each other. There's clearly deep care and respect and trust, but like, we're not in love. And then like exactly one year in, things got intense and he was like, do you love me? And I was like, yes, of course I do. Wow. And then, and then we saying it. Yeah, we both got feelings. I don't know if I would ever catch feelings for him. Um, I mean, for one thing, I'm not. I don't. I'm not even going to be in Los Angeles that much longer for because I'll be leaving for med school. But I, I don't know. I find this relationship I have with him to be very, very separate because I'm actually mm. dating a couple of other guys right now as well. <gasps> What's that like? Oh my gosh! <laughs> Wait, are you having sex with them? Um. Like- Protected sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm yes. just so curious to know, like, vanilla sex versus kinky sex. Yeah. Dating versus – because this is the stuff that I wonder about all the time. I think – I mean, vanilla sex is vanilla sex. It, it is what it is. You're you're going in and out, in and out. It feels nice. But I, the, the experience of it is the fact that I'm with somebody that I do like and mm. they – like me as well. So there's some, there's almost like a, a different kind of emotional connection, I guess there, okay. but with my, um, my master, it's a very different kind of relationship. Um, 
it's not a romantic relationship. It's something more along the lines for me as like getting more in tune with my physical self, my physical needs. And it's just, it's understood. Like I don't get romantic feelings for him. I don't think about him in a way where I would be like, la-di-da, let's get married someday and have 2.5 children and, you know, the white picket fences. Like I just, that thought doesn't even occur to me with him. Do you think you would ever want to have a kink relationship with a romantic partner? I don't think so. I think for me, I would have to keep it separate. Why? I, it's something that I think is much more personal to me for my sake to be able to have my masochism like um, satisfied and to be able to explore this kink side, this kink world. And I don't want, I wouldn't want like a boyfriend or a husband to kind of sneak into my world a little bit. I think I like having something for myself because you know how they always say like, you know, you need to have your own life outside of a relationship. Like go do yoga, go have drinks with your friends. Like me, I I, I have my dom. <laughs> I mean, I love that. It's great exercise. Do they know about him? They do not. Okay. No. Yeah. I mean, um, you're dating people. But. I think for me eventually, if I ever were to have a serious relationship with someone, they would have to be okay yeah. with the fact that I have this other yeah. outside relationship kind of. Yeah. But I mean, I, I hope they would be okay because they would be assured that it's not an emotional, um, romantic type of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's exercise, totally. I guess. Totally. It is. Yeah. And, you know, instead of going to the gym, I, I hit the bed. Yeah. You got you to gotta hit something. Or the ter- Or the chair. <laughs> Or the window. Or the wall. What are the other things that you do? Like, so, okay, so we have getting handcuffed. Do you, do you ever, like, have to stand in a certain position? Do you do stress positions? Like, what What are the parts of your kink? Oh, that, I think throating? that's – it's all things that we're still – he's still trying to ease me into you. and introduce me to. Uh-huh. Most of the time, really – he just grabs me by the arms and throws me to yeah. wherever he wants me to go, which I love. That's one of my yeah. biggest turn-ons when someone can just grab me and pick me up and throw me against something and tell me what to do. Amazing. I, I just I love that so much. I'm just like, I need to fan myself a little bit. <laughs> do you have fantasies about where you might head next or what like what might happen next? I really like the idea of introducing other people into this as well. I've never mm. had a three-way. And before, I thought that I was always just very selfish when it comes to sex. Like, I don't want to share the people mm-hmm. that I'm with. But now that I'm doing this new, like, BDSM relationship – I realize I don't want to share my romantic partner. Oh, yeah. But this other thing that I've got going, I think it'd be great to open up and see how much more I can do, how much more I can learn, how much more I can feel. And like like literally how much more you could be touched. Exactly. Like two people like, versus one people. What can I do to this person while they do it to me at the same time? Yeah. Like how many different ways can we circle around each yeah. other and connect and like literally connect our pieces together. Absolutely. 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 So, I mean, I think it'd be really great to start exploring bringing in like a third or a fourth or a yeah. fifth even. You're like, whatever. Yeah, I love that. I don't know if I could do a double penetration with two guys. I mean, 
I don't know. Have you ever seen the movie Chasing Amy where they're talking about like double stuff finger cuffs? I haven't seen it, but I am familiar with the idea of double penetrations. That's one of my fantasies. Like, I'm, like, interested in it. I've tried a double penetration, but not with two men before. It was with one person, and I had a dick in the ass and a dildo of the pussy at the same time. I think it just felt a little too much, like, sensory overload at that time. But that was also when I was, like, 19, 20 years old. With, with the first boyfriend, the first everything. First that everything, guy. Yeah. yeah. Literally, yeah. he was the first everything for me. Um, <laughs> I, it makes me wonder, like, if I tried it now, if I would feel very different about it. Mm. I probably would. I haven't had anal since I then. I was just going to ask that. Like, do you do butt stuff regularly? No. Uh, well, I haven't had anal sex since that first until about a week ago with my master. <gasps> and he... Was I like, are you ready? Like, you want to try this? I'm like, oh, I'm kind of nervous. I don't yeah. know. And he's just like, all right, we're going to do this. Busted out like the lube, just like squirting it like all over me and like rubbing me down. I was like, all right, I'm going to go in. I'm going to ease it on in. Yeah. And he tried. He tried. And I just clenched yeah. so hard because like the not- pain was unbelievable. I mean, that's, you're starting from zero for the first time. Yeah, like I was butt virgin again. Like yeah. I had essentially reclaimed my butt virginity. Yeah. It's been like, what, 20 years you need since then? Butt then. to open up. <laughs> need some training. And like, I'm okay, like with fingers. Like, yeah. I've had partners put their fingers, one, two fingers up my ass, and that's fine. It actually feels really nice. There's yeah. like this weird sensory, it's, I, it's a different kind of sensation. Mine was developed, and I will say it took like eight or nine months for me to like, really enjoy butt stuff and it does depend on the day of the week but i mm. it's some like when i have an asgasm it's the deepest one that oh I can man have. what's that like i it's would like, love to feel an asgasm it's like your whole everything is pulse you know how when you have an orgasm with your clitoris or if you're a man with a penis like you can feel the pulsing but it's like when there's something in your ass it i feel like i can feel it all the way up <gasps> deeper like it's very wow. very deep um, Dude, and I so really jealous. like being on top when like for uh, anal sex because then I can he can hit my clitoris as well. Whoa! And so then I have like a crazy crazy orgasm and it's just wild. Oh, you're giving me ideas for my next session where he lets me take control. Yeah, I think that would be really a good one. To try. I don't like to take control, but I do enjoy being ordered to serve in specific ways. So like my master Ooh. will be you know he'll be like now you ride me you know like he'll just like tell me when to do and I love that and it's it's yeah it's a I think I like that more than I feel like I almost am more energetic when I'm being commanded to ride someone me too does that make sense I, I, I don't know what it is about being commanded to and and being told what to do during sex. I don't know why. Because in like my normal life, I am not that kind of person. Like nobody fucking tells me what the hell to do. I am my own damn person. But when I'm with him, it's like, uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. What whatever you want. Yeah. I feel like it's really freeing to try stuff that I might not try otherwise. Or it's almost like there's this confidence that I have because I'm quote unquote serving and mm-hmm. I feel like I can be 100% certain that he will instruct me differently if he wishes something different. And I Mm -hmm. feel like in regular life, I'm like, am I doing it right? Are you going to tell me? But to check in and be like, is this okay? Feels really insecure. So then there's just like a lack of communication. Whereas with this established communication of like, 
I will mm-hmm. tell you so that mm-hmm. I get exactly what I need, then I can just feel the enjoyment of the fulfillment. And I think yes. that's why I feel such a delight and a release there. Exactly. I mean, for me as well, it was really nice to not have to wonder if what I'm doing is making this other person feel really good because he's telling me yep. what feels good. Yeah. And yeah. and as long as I am performing that duty, then everything's peachy. Yep. Everything's great. Everyone feels good. And in turn, I'm learning something new on how to please this other person. And in turn, I'm also learning how to please myself. And I feel like it lets my mental brain that used to orgasm stop. I feel like it relaxes. So then I can just like get really, really turned on and then have crazy orgasms. Maybe that's the first, that's the reason why I got my first orgasm, like sexual orgasm. And it wasn't even just like a clitoral thing. I had my first vaginal penetration orgasm with this. The, The mythical vaginal <laughs> orgasm, yeah. the one that nobody ever really says they get or they think they do, but you really did it until you know. Like when you yeah. know, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, oh man, it's just, it's so different when I have sex with him versus like the couple, the two other guys that I'm seeing, Um, the vanilla sex. Oh my gosh. I remember, okay. So like a couple of weeks ago, I was at this, I was with one of them and I, was, I just recall getting so frustrated because like being with my master now, he's given me like this new confidence on mm. even for myself where I don't feel inhibited to ask for what I want with everything. Like even in like re- my regular life now, mm. I like that. It's actually spilling over into my regular it's, life a little it's bit. It's very empowering. Actually. And, and he, even though I don't say like, I need this, I need that. Like, will you do this to me when I'm with my master? Cause he just magically always knows exactly what I need. A lot. I don't, I don't know how he knows. Maybe it's like my, like body cues. He just, he knows exactly what it is, but it gives me the confidence to ask for what I want when I'm in like a vanilla sex relationship mm. with someone that I actually like for a, a romantic relationship. But I got so disappointed a few weeks ago. Um, and it was the first time we were actually intimate together. And I know it was so sad because I'm, I realized I am much more assertive. And so we're going and he, he's like, is it okay? Is it okay if I go in right now? And I'm like, yeah, just go, go. And I ended up having to like wrap my legs around him and like pull his ass and force him into me. And then I'm like laying there and I'm like, oh my God, this is not that great in my Mm. mind. So I flip him over and throw him on his back. And I'm like riding him, and he's like, wait, 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 stop, stop, stop. And I'm like, why? Like, this is great. Like, he was gonna come uh, or what? No, he's like, I really liked the pace I was going at before. Probably because he was gonna come, I feel like. (sighs) Maybe. I'm just like, were you fucking him harder than he was fucking you? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's probably what it was. He's probably just so Come on, man. Like, if I ask you, hey, go harder. It's okay if you come soon because I'm going to get you up a second time for a second yeah. round. I do think that's actually an interesting point because I feel like men are so afraid of coming. And I'm like, I don't care. I don't You'll care You'll eventually either. get aroused again if you don't have to leave right away. And if you don't, like, we can take a breather and then you can touch me with your hands or your mouth and mm-hmm. do all these other things. And I just feel like with a, with within 45 minutes – tops they're usually hard again yeah it doesn't take that much work that's just it's really not that hard to get them hard yeah i need to 
This needs to be a specific survey question. Dudes, why are you so afraid of coming? I want to ask all of them detailed questions. Yes, please. I hope you do that. And I, uh, maybe that's their shame. Like, guys need to last forever and please their woman. I'm like, number one, um, I really don't want it to last I forever. I don't want it to last forever. It, it can hurt after a while and not yes. in the good way. And me speaking as a masochist, yes. if I say it hurts, eh, it's probably going to hurt pretty yes. It's not that fun. Yes. It's like it, gets, it can get to a point where it's just like raw. Especially if you're just like fucking. It needs to be like interspersed. Yes. Bunch of there things. needs to be other things like, happening. Like lasting is not just about how long can you pound, my mm-hmm. opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really, yeah. Oh, I want to take a deep dive on that. Yeah, definitely do. Okay. Do you have any other specific sex stories that you want to share? Like bests or worsts or orgasm specifics or things like that? Best, I would have to say, is probably the sex life I'm having now. Oh, my God. How wonderful is that? I know. Like, at the the ripe age of 34, I'm finally having, like, the best sex life I've ever had. The worst was probably this one guy I remember. I probably never should have had sex with him ever. And it's one of those people that are, like, your friend, and then you get drunk, and then things (laughs) happen. But. I've always thought that I was one of those people that would say that size doesn't matter. Mm. But there is a point where it kind of does. Talk about that. Uh, oh, my gosh. Um, you know, like, it, it's always more on the lines of how you move and how you maneuver. Like, can you get your – so it's like stirring the pot. You can stir the pot even if you're a little bit small. And then you just move your hips around. Then you can even hit you all the vaginal pulls. You know, a little small spoon. But, oh, my God, this guy was probably the easiest blowjob I've ever given in my entire life because he was literally the length and thickness of, like, my pinky and ring finger put together. Okay. And it's just so – it's like taking a bite out of a hot dog. It's not that hard at all. You can't do anything. And I just remember – and I'm one of those people that really likes to get fucked from behind. I, that's mm. how – that's the easiest way for me to start to feel like I'm getting to the point where I'm going to climax. Yeah. I was like, if you could just slam in from behind, because then it, I get I, poked if, depending on how big they are. Oh, I like it. If they're like average or small, but like there's a certain kind of poking that makes me like almost, I'm doing like a, what am I doing? What's this motion that I'm doing? Like a gagging, from, Gag, the, yeah, gagging but, from behind type but of like, thing? But like, I don't mind gagging. It's almost just like a, yeah, I don't know. Oh, see, like I, I, can't I enjoy that feeling. You do. Of being like, like pounded from behind and it's just like slamming onto my cervix. It's got to be the right length for me. It just <sighs> depends. Like if they're – like my master is a little bit too big at certain angles. It depends on the mm, angle. So mm-hmm. luckily I have a big butt so I can like angle it to get the right – anyway. Uh, so – Smallness. So could yeah. he even? So like, okay. So I really like getting fucked from behind. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. It's the feeling of getting slammed that I really enjoy because then they can also reach around and get into my clit and like yeah. really finger it right over there, and then everything's just like nice and wet and squishy and feeling good. And he couldn't even get past my ass cheeks. He could not even get past my well, ass cheeks. That's a like geometry problem. <laughs> was that so awkward? It was so awkward. Because then he was like, like, I can't. He, or he, did- well, then essentially he was just like rubbing against the my ass and my like that vaginal opening yeah. essentially. Because oh. he couldn't even get it inside. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Was yeah. he awkward about his size? Or no, how did he-, he thought okay. it was in there and he thought it was going great. And no, he felt so no good. Way he could have thought oh. it was in there. 
Well, we were also drunk, but I'm pretty. <laughs> <laughs> and like, there's like extra wetness. I'm one of those people that actually gets really, 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 really super wet. Yeah. And it does not take much to yeah. get me wet at all. And so like, maybe it's the slipperiness and he thought everything was just going great because he is going to town just lightly nudging the edge of my pussy with his dick. That's like the ultimate tease. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, Jesus Christ, I get more stimulation sticking a tampon in myself. Mm. Mm. Uh, It never should have happened. But it's a learning experience for me, I guess, because now I can try and figure out different – if that were to ever happen to me again – I don't think I would take it negatively. I think I would probably just try to find other positions positions. to make it work. Yeah. Because I do feel like there is this unfair stigma around penis size. And it's like, if someone is small, they can't help it. Like, what are they going to do? They're like, they're going to wear a cock extender? Like, does that exist? (laughs) Actually, it does. They do. Cock extenders do exist. No. Um, It's like this this toy thing you can put onto their dick. That's what I was imagining. Yeah, it is. It's a thing. It's an but actual like, thing. How do you get to the point with a person when you're like, honey, let's go to this sex shop and buy this? Oh, I got actually, I have a story point? about that. Really? Um, so this other guy that I used to date before, he and I was asking him, I'm like, hey, what kind of like, what are your sexual experiences that you've had? And he yeah. told me about this one time about an ex-girlfriend of his, and she really wanted to try introducing toys into their sex life. And she convinced him that it would be really fun to use a cock extender toy. And in his mind, he's like, what is she trying to say? But apparently it is. It's like this plastic or silicone tube thing that you stick onto your cock and then you like put the balls in underneath, I guess, like, like a cock ring. So it stays like firmly okay, that's attached what I was on. Ask, or like, cause it's not like a strap on. Yeah, no, it, like there's like her. a cock ring at the end of it so that you, you shove your balls through it and then you get your dick hard and then you put the, the cock extender on there that's and nice. you just go at it. Oh my God. If someone is out there and has used one of these, please write to me. Yeah. I want to know about it. We want to know about it. Sex stories podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. Oh, my God. I also just really want to – anyone out there with a small penis, I would love to talk to you. Like, you can be anonymous. I just feel like there's so much stigma around it. And, like, I think – I know that the personal stories I've heard where it's a bad small penis experience is they have been drunk or casual or, like, mm-hmm. the dudes are weird. So I'm just very mm-hmm. curious. It doesn't always even have to be about just a penetrative sex. It's not about you can that. do so There's much so with much fingers in your mouth. So much other stuff. Yeah. Fingers are great. Mouths are great. Tongues are great. Tongue, All the oh, things are great. Tongue, tongues on the tits are great. Tongues on the tits are great. That's actually one of my favorites. Oh, tell me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't, I've always been pretty sensitive in like the nipple area. So when they, when someone actually starts sucking on my tits, I can feel it all the way down to my clit. <sighs> all the way down. Magical. Yeah, it's like you get the tingles Will everywhere, you start to and it orgasm gets me. if they suck in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that's incredible. Yeah. Oh my god. Like magic. It's almost to the point where I would get like a clitoral orgasm. That's really amazing. So, but it can be so painful sometimes if they bite. I hate the biting. Okay. I can't do the biting, but like this the nice like soft sucking and the licking and then you get the tingles in my clit and all of a sudden there's like fireworks coming out of my crotch and it That's feels amazing. great. See, my boobs are like, my nipples are pretty, they feel stuff they like to be played with, but they're not particularly sensitive. Like someone mm-hmm. can bite pretty hard. Like, I've actually, to the point where I've looked and been like, 
You made a boob hickey. Like you made, I have a nipple hickey. Like you have to be sucking pretty hard for that to fucking happen. Or like a little bit of uh, blood because of teeth. Like not, Jesus not like a lot, not like a lot, but just like small, you know, because eventually it'll just like get sucked so hard. I think that's, so, that's, that's so interesting. Cause then like for me, when I get eaten out, I don't come with getting eaten out, like with someone's mouth or it tongue depends. at all. I feel it like takes you a have finger. To, yeah. You might just, it just might be the way you're shaped and it also might take a really specific sort of like pressure. Like I'm more likely to come if someone's going down on me, if they're like, pushing with their face and like mm. not and like not hitting my clitoris too hard with like a tongue but like the wider pressure point well it gets so sucking. sensitive yeah. right there right yeah. to the point where it's almost painful yeah. like I actually end up having to like I maybe like move over some of like mm-hmm. the skin folds yeah, over it because I can't to protect it yeah because otherwise it becomes painful too painful yep okay three questions <laughs> first do you have any specific fantasies you want to share? Second, if you could go back and give yourself some sexual advice, what age would you pick and what would you say? And then third, do you want to ask me a sex question? Interesting. Okay. Fantasy. I think for fantasy for me would be like what I had mentioned before. I want to explore like multiple partners at the same time um, and explore a sexual relationship with women. So maybe it would just be like multiple women and just, just all women in one giant giant orgy. Like I think that'd be pretty fun. Okay, and to extend the fantasy, where is it? Where in the world or hotel room or like what space is it? Uh, I like to keep it simple. Just nice and comfortable at home yeah. and just feeling really good. I've got like nice candles happening so everything smells good. And then there's all of these pretty women, lots of boobies all around me. I love it. That would be great. Yeah. <laughs> keep it comfy, nice at home. Okay, and now if you could give yourself a piece of advice. A piece of advice. It would probably be back to when I was about 10 years old when I was first realizing that I could make myself feel better mm-hmm. sexually. And it's, I would like to tell myself it's okay. Don't let everyone else dictate what you should be feeling or what you should be thinking. Like, just go with it. If it feels good, then go with it. Mm. Don't be afraid of it. I love that. Yeah. And a question for you. Wow. <laughs> Let's see. Dang, this is kind of hard. Ooh. Oh, okay. So you know how you say that your master is married yeah. and you are starting or you've developed real feelings for him. Yeah. Do you think you would ever actually ask him to leave his wife for you? No, I don't want to ask him to leave. No. It's a hard no. That's actually one of my boundaries and my original boundary with him, which has since shifted. My original boundary with him was if you ever leave, I'm out. That's shifted, but I've made it really clear that I don't want him to leave for me Mm. uh, because of me. We do like having each other in each other's lives and we're at the moment pretty committed to figuring out how that can be possible in a way that's healthy and supportive. That's so good. But I don't want to be the chick that's like, um, you know, you get family. I'm sort of like, this is supposed to support that. Mm -hmm. If I'm distracting you from that life, that's not good. Yeah. I'm not trying to be a homewrecker. Like the original reason that I started seeing him is they have an agreement to sleep with other people because they don't have sex. Oh, that's sad. That's really sad. I mean, I think it's it's hard to stay connected to someone if you don't. For me, it would be. That's all I can say. That makes a lot of sense. So. Good times. Okay. Well, folks, 
that is our show for the day. Thank you, TK, for coming here and sharing your sexual stories with us. I mean, us. I hope I did okay. You did great. <laughs> the, I, these types of details just about what people like and what they get turned on by, that's, the, that's what it's all about. 